welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. My name is Lex, and each week, me and my buddy Murph are going to get together and talk about something nerdy. Let's jump right in. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List. We are live, folks. Uh, I'm your host, Lex, and uh, I hope you enjoyed last week's solo round because uh, it's looking like that's what it is today. Uh, there's going to be no Murph. Murph is still recuperating from his month-long uh, super schedule at work. So, yeah, we're just going to do... Uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's gonna. I'm not gonna edit this one either. I'm just gonna go straight in and uh, talk, and that's gonna be where we're at. So there's gonna be a lot of oohs and ums. I'm gonna say things wrong. I'm gonna talk fast. I'm gonna talk slow, and uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna do today. Uh, it's the fourth week of the month, which is really funny because there's five weeks in this, five Wednesdays in this month. So maybe next week. I can guilt Murph into recording with me and all of you guys can hit him up and talk about how much you miss him and we'll do a kind of a catch up with Murph episode since we have a, a limbo a limbo week and maybe he can talk about some of the things that he missed but week four is a fan cast episode and I was going to do uh, with Murph we talked about it we talked about doing an episode kind of a fan cast uh, on the Batman's rogues gallery like for the movies because um, what's the guy's name? Jonah Hill, you know, actually dropped out of the right. He said he didn't want it. It was some weird thing. He wanted double the money for, or it was like double what Robert Pattinson was getting paid, which, come on, man. We all know that wasn't happening. So, there you have it. He, yeah, he's out. So we were going to do a fan cast on that and see who exactly we uh, we thought could replace him. But Murph's not here. So that episode will be slightly less entertaining. Not saying that this is going to be a hyper ent- and you know, entertaining episode. But uh, without the back and forth, it wouldn't be so good. But I did have a, a buddy of ours, a, a listener... Uh, on Twitter, well, he doesn't listen on Twitter, but he's on Twitter. That's where we uh, kind of connected. And his name is at Zanduke, Z-A-N-D-O-O-K. Hit him up, follow him, tell him I sent you. He asked me online, which just so happens that I, I wanted to plan a backup just in case Murph was still tired. He asked me online who I would fan cast for my Inhumans movie because there's a little talk around the uh, the interweb about them actually doing. Uh, rebooting that franchise in a movie form because we all know how well the tv show did so he asked me who i would fan cast and i said you know what that's a good episode. that's a good idea i will talk about that on this week's episode so shout out to him uh, it was a great suggestion and uh, we'll dive in in just a little bit i'm going to hit some news points there are some things that happened this past week not much and um, but we're gonna do the same formula games tv movies and uh, yeah let's dive right in Okay, instead of jumping in and out like I always do, so most of the time I record a few minutes, I just jump in and do gaming, and then I'll jump in and, and I'll stop, 
hit record again and kind of do a transition into TV and transition into movies. Well, I, I don't have that much news today. It's, I'm not going to do like a whole, I didn't, you know, hit the internet and find out what was going on. I just didn't. <laughs> I figured this, I always say it's going to be a short episode and it ends up being an hour. So I'm going to try to keep this one short, let you guys get back to your day. Uh, I know you guys miss Murph, yeah, but gaming wise, I don't have any gaming news. You know, there's still a lot of speculation about the PlayStation five. There's still a lot of speculation about the Xbox Scarlet. And we just don't have any, you know, concrete information yet. So we're going to keep that to what it is. Check out last week's episode. The week before that, we talked about gaming news, right, maybe two weeks before that. Oh, it's in there somewhere. Just watch. Let's just listen to all the episodes, guys. You'll hear something important. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but I, oh, I am excited about. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even remember what it's called. But there's a Star Wars. I think it's the New Order game comes out next month on the 20th, November 20th. I'm, I'm going to pick that up. I know a lot of people are like, Ugh, I, I don't think I'm into it. It's an EA game. They've you know scorned us in the past. I, I can be I can act like one of those people, but I'm excited about it. I'm gonna pick it up. I'm a sucker for Star Wars games, just like I'm a sucker for superhero stuff. So I'm gonna pick that up. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to review it. Might stream a little bit on uh, online if I can figure out how to do that. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it as that date comes closer. And what is it? So let's just jump right into TV then, since we don't have to do any transitions, since that was only all the. Uh, game news that we had so this week in tv i'm sure a lot of stuff happened but the most notable thing for me is the watchmen hbo show started on sunday and let me tell you who it was it was a good watch it was kind of hard it wasn't hard to watch but it was uh, it was a little intense and i think it was great i enjoyed it i know a lot of people online didn't enjoy it so much but I think just like with the Joker, just like with a lot of these movies, they go into it thinking it's going to be a big knockdown, drag out MCU style movie or something like that. And it's not, it's definitely not that. It's definitely not a superhero show. It's definitely not, definitely not a superhero movie. It's not 100% action. It's not full of, you know, chases and all that stuff, but it's good. It's, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, it, it doesn't really continue from the movie, but I guess the movie does a pretty good job at adapting the, the comic. There's a few things that change, and maybe we'll do, maybe next week I'll do a recap on that, a full recap. It gives Murph time to watch it, and we can kind of talk about it. That's a good idea. And But it actually continues from the comic book. It's set 34 years in the future, I believe. Uh, it's set in an alternate history where mass vigilantes are treated as outlaws. Watchmen embraces the nostalgia of the original groundbreaking graphic novel of the same name while attempting to break new ground on its own. And if you didn't love the first episode, I'd strongly suggest that you keep watching. At the very end, when they have the up and coming, you know, see what's happening this season snippets of different episodes oh my gosh it pulled me in i was trying to speculate what's happening here oh what's that oh what's that yeah i gotta i gotta watch this and so i just said I, I would say keep watching don't let it die out don't let it get canceled i mean i know hbo put a lot of money into it so it's not gonna get canceled but for me it seems like it's gonna be good the payoff's gonna be great and i hope that i'm not disappointed but we'll see we'll see and that's all I really have notable for me personally and and TV. 
man, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just doing notables. We're doing a straight up quick episode this week, y'all. And I mean it this time. Maybe. <laughs> Movie news. There's a lot of movies coming out in November. I think Terminator's coming. There's, I can go over the list, but you know what movies are coming out. If you're a human being that has a TV or a phone, you know what movies are coming out. Mercy, not excited about Terminator. I am. I'm a sucker for the franchise. I've loved it since I was a, a, a little kid, little nerd. But notable for me, just doing one notables for all of them, it was the Star Wars trailer. The final trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, has finally dropped. It came out on Monday during Monday Night Football. Which means now we have as much information as we're going to get about the final entry in the Skywalker saga. And pretty much before the movie comes out, December 20th. Unlike the first two trailers of Rise of the Skywalker, the, which ended, the first one ended in the laugh of that old-ass Emperor Palpatine. And the second uh, ended with a weird shot of Rey dressed up as a Sith with a crazy dual lightsaber. There's no big twist in this one. Uh, but crucially, there's there's some big points in it that a lot of people may have missed, or I'm sure they didn't. That the new trailer is primarily set in the ruins of the Death Star, mirroring the setting of the last film in the original uh, trilogy, The Return of the Jedi. The teaser emphasized that Rey will have to face some terrifying challenge, whether it's Emperor Palpatine resurrected, the truth about her parents, or just feeling a loneliness in the face of the Sith. You know, we hear Raid say that nobody understands her. In the past, such doubts and frustrations have led to the, you know, Jedi, have led to Jedi like Anakin Skywalker to join the dark side. So, are they trying to tease that Raid's going to be tempted? You know, will Kylo remain in the dark side? We still don't really know what the rise of the Skywalker means. So, I don't know. Well, they work together to destroy, you know, they, they it looks like they work together to destroy that, uh, that, uh, not mural, but that set up the old monument that Kylo Ren has of Darth Vader's like belted helmet. It looks like they destroy that. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Could be something else they're doing. But, uh, let's talk about a few of the things that I noticed in the trailer. It wasn't a very long trailer, but there's a few things that I noticed. Um, a few things that are going to be pretty cool. We get a first look at Zori Bliss. Carrie Russell is playing an old flame of Poe named Zori Bliss in the new movie. She hails from a frozen planet called Kijimi. Maybe. I don't know. Which is supposed to play a central role in Rise of the Skywalker. Of Rise of Skywalker. We see her along, we see her along Poe and the other rebels as they prepare for battle. We also get a first look at whatever character, uh, the guy from Lord of the Rings, Dominic, Dominic Monaghan, is playing. He seems to be part of the Resistance. I don't know. I'm sure it can't be that important because it's the last movie. Um, again, again, a lot of the movies start to place in the Death Star, so it's kind of, like I said, mirroring Return of the Jedi. Uh, because, you know, The Force Awakens mirrored hope, A New Hope a lot, which a lot of people say was basically A New Hope. I don't know, you know. The discovery of a Jedi on a desert planet. The birth of a new trio of heroes. So we'll see. J.J. Abrams maybe is just trying to do the same thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I I know Murph. I'm glad I'm doing this when Murph's not here. Because he is not a fan of the Star Wars movies. Uh, and I am. 
the, okay, the other, the last one, I did have a lot of problems with. Uh, it was the only movie in history that I spoke out loud and was like, uh, what? <laughs> a few times. Which I shouldn't have, but uh, it was that bad. The whole movie altogether was okay, but there's a lot of bad stuff in it. Um, let's see. It's most, you know, yeah, it's in the, it's in the ruins. Uh, Kylo Ren and Rey, they, they face off a few times, it looks like. Uh, you get to see Pal- Palpatine's throne room behind them, just like when Luke and Darth Vader fought in front of Palpatine. I don't know. It looks great. We still, again, we still don't know what Rise of the Skywalker means, you know. Um, sorry guys, my notes are kind of all over the place. Uh, yeah, we don't know. There's no Dark Ray in this trailer. Uh, fans were stunned pretty much by the second trailer when uh, they have that Ray with the Sith cloth and double lightsaber that looked like Darth Maul's lightsaber. But it definitely ends with her holding the blue lightsaber and then the voiceovers of Luke and Leia telling her that the Force will be with her always. So, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. There's a lot of small things in there that we noticed about, like... Or not noticed, but, you know, there's a lot of scenes where... They tried to keep the mystery going. C-3PO saying it's the one last look at his friends. The horses on the ship when they're fighting in space. I don't know. It's going to be good. We'll see. And I say it's going to be good, but I, I don't know. One thing that I thought was really cool was that they have all the ships coming together with the Millennium Falcon in front of them. Well, if you look off to the side, you'll see... The ship Ghost, which is in Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon. If you ever watched that, it's a cool little nod saying that there, you know, is a connected universe. And I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. I feel. I don't know how I feel about Emperor Palpatine maybe being back because they killed off Emperor Snoke in just the weirdest way. They didn't really talk to him or talk about him, his background. Maybe they will in this one. I, I try not to be too judgy. I, of course, I'm going to see it as soon as I can when it comes out, and I can't wait to review it. That's all I have on my news, my updates. I told you, folks, we're going to keep this one real, real short. Um, yeah, other than that, movies coming out? No, I don't know. No, that's it. So let's jump right in to my fan cast. I can't. I really can't believe this is going to be that short of an episode. I'm excited. We're knocking it out. All right, so before we jump into that fan cast, I totally forgot the one thing that's the most important to me. We're the Wednesday Pool List, and I don't talk enough about comics. I read a lot. I try to get Murph to read more. But it's kind of what, I, you know, what I'm into. So I'm going to do... Okay, to preface this, I want to start doing these YouTube videos um, just so we have content on there once a week where I do my top 10 moments in comics. I'm going to maybe do five from DC, five from Marvel, or four and four and two from indie books. I don't know. We'll just, I guess, whatever's going on. We'll just do whatever news is going on. We may not split it straight up, even numbers or whatever. So, But before, you know, obviously we're not doing that this week like I wanted to. Uh, So I'm going to talk about it on here, on the podcast, right now, because I have it. Why not? 
And so these are the top moments from Marvel Comics this week. Real quick shots. I'm not going to talk too much into them, but you should check out most of these books. Uh, Spider-Man 2099 is back. I don't know much about the story. Uh, they're, I know next month they're going to relaunch all of 2099. Doom, Punisher, Daredevil, Iron Man. Actually, wait, Iron Man 2020. I don't know if, if he's in that. I don't know. I might have jumped the gun on that. Sorry. Uh, the New Avengers is pretty good. You guys should check it out. Uh, Tony Stark is stuck. I'm not even, you know, I'm not going to go into detail on any of these. You guys need to go and research what I'm talking about. Tony, Tony Stark stuck in a million BC. The most powerful version of the Hulk is uh, revealed and he is the breaker of worlds. It's at the end of time, and he's just going through smashing planets. The Marauders is an amazing book. I picked it up on a whim, and I didn't expect to like it, and I liked it a lot. I'm not really a Kitty Pride fan, but she's growing on me. The Black Knight, Punisher, Juggernaut, team up. That's all I got to say. Uh, Mephesto is back in business. He's doing great, and this Jane Foster Valkyrie book is amazing. If you're not reading it, you need to pick it up. King Thor with Loki versus Gore. Oh, King Thor, to me, is really, really good. It may not be for everybody, but uh, I love it. And it's also with Thor throwing sons at Gore. That was one of my favorite, favorite moments in that book. So just think about what I said. Research the books. Figure it out, guys. That's all I got to say. Shazam Who Laughs versus Black Adam. Great fight. Spoil, spoiler alert, Black Adam wins. And they they actually made him look like The Rock in a few of the panels. That movie, that they're apparently supposed to be starting to work on that movie next year, too. So, like, actually filming it. I'm excited about that. Um... Yeah, uh, Hunter Zolomon, known villain, pain in the ass to the Flash, becomes a real hero. And the Flash, if you've been reading the Flash at all, it gets an epic conclusion. I strongly suggest that you check it out. And then we all can appreciate the year of villains. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah I know. This was a waste. <laughs> this was a waste. I feel like if I, you know, mainly because I said that I was going to do a short episode I could really dive deep into all these comic books but I'm not going to I'm going to really do it this time last episode a bunch of times I said it's going to be a short episode it's going to be a short episode and then I looked at it and it was pushing an hour and when I finally cut it off I'm going to do it this time guys maybe even under 45 minutes we'll see we'll see if I got what it takes All right, so rumor has it that Marvel Studios is reconsidering the Inhumans' involvement in the MCU. This is surprising since the ABC show was an absolute disaster, scoring low ratings, awful critiques, and a laughable audience reception. It was bad. If you haven't seen it, I strongly suggest that you go online and watch maybe the first episode. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or Reddit or something. Yeah, maybe I'll find it and put it on Twitter. It's also surprising because Marvel has regained ownership of the X-Men. 
which could drastically reduce the need for the Inhumans. Like that, the reason why they wanted the Inhumans at first was because they they didn't have the the X Men, so they wanted a kind of another species type of characters. They, that the Inhumans were going to be the answer for the X Men. Nonetheless, there is a legitimate rumor, and that's a good thing because the Inhumans have some cool characters. Uh, they have some awesome stories. I mean, it could really expand you know, the part of that galaxy that we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok. Uh, details regarding how Marvel could incorporate these characters are scarce, but one thing is for sure, recasting, or in this case, fan casting, is in order. Marvel doesn't want audiences to associate the new Inhumans with the previous failed attempt, so I was going to say Murph and I were going to give them some help, but Murph isn't here. <laughs> Last episode, I, really back, I went back and listened to it, and I, I sound like a girlfriend that was just gotten broken up with. I talk about Murph a lot, and I think I'm doing the same thing in this. I can't wait to re-listen to it. First of all, let's start with Black Bolt. <laughs> I don't know what just happened to my throat. When you think about the Inhumans, you, Black Bolt, he's the leader of the Inhumans. He's the guy you're going to think of. Black Bolt, his power set extends far beyond any of his peers or any of his subjects. The only problem is he can't make a sound. Just a tiny whisper could cause citywide destruction, which presents the challenge. The actor playing Black Bolt must be skilled in conveying emotion through facial expression and body language. And let's be honest, we're going to get John Hamm in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at some point. So we might as well do it with a badass character like Black Bolt. There's a bunch of characters which John Hamm could play, but I feel like Black Bolt could be the most fitting. Like I said, this person needs to be able to convey emotions with his face and his body language, and John Hamm does a very, very good job at that. Hamm has huge star power, largely be, by being a, a skilled and accomplished actor. He's shown his versatility throughout his career, and he's able to thrive in multiple roles. He does. I know he's been doing a lot of comedy lately, that's what he likes to do, but... You know, we need Don Draper back, man. I don't know. It's time for John Hamm to enter the MCU. Moving on to Medusa. Rebecca Ferguson is a name I'm sure Disney and Marvel would love to add to their roster. Ferguson's career really took off after her scene-stealing performance as MI6 agent Elsa Faust in 2015's Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. That was a long and hard sentence to get out. <laughs> Since then, she has put together an extensive and impressive resume featuring a number of high-profile films. I'm not going to list all of them because I didn't want to look them up. Sorry. I'm lazy. Solo round. That's what you get. <laughs> Murph is the guy with the facts and uh, he's not here, so I'm struggling. Ferguson is in demand and is by far one of the most talented actresses working today. She has an extremely commanding presence on screen, which is good for someone playing the queen of the Inhumans. In addition to being an extremely powerful character, you know, she uses her hair as a weapon in a crazy way, not like a lame way. She's also the one, the only person that can truly communicate with Black Bolt. So just imagine John Hamm, Rebecca Ferguson, power couple, royalty, gonna be good i mean not that it's happening it should happen let's talk about my i'm not gonna do all the inhumans because there's so many of them i just want to do a few that i think and that would fit 
And, and I need to say that I don't think the fan cast or the fan casting, the casting of the Inhuman show was bad. I honestly think that the Inhumans is a Guardians of the Galaxy type movie. And not I'm, I'm not talking about the humor and the music and all the silliness. I'm talking about just a big it needs the big galaxy and what to do those big galaxy scenes you you really have to have the budget for it and abc just didn't have that it was the inhuman stuck on earth the cast i thought was great uh, i thought they did a great job with the casting it just the story and the writing it does it doesn't do justice i'm sorry um let's talk about karnak Unlike his inhuman brothers and sisters, Karnak was never exposed to the Terrigen Mist, the thing that gives all of them their powers. Despite this, Karnak is every bit as extraordinary as the rest of the royal family. Raised in the Tower of Wisdom, Karnak became a master of martial arts, which has allowed him to hone his ability to sense weakness in any living thing or object. He also acts as the philosopher of the family. For the, martial art, for the martial arts aspect alone, Donnie Yen would be a home run casting for Karnak. Whoever plays Karnak in the reboot needs to be able to walk the line between being a badass, you know, with the fighting skills and everything, and a wise uh, and stoic leader. That's a difficult walk, line to walk. There's not a lot of people that can do it. Uh, but I think he's capable. His role in Star Wars, or Rogue One Star Wars, uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story is uh extremely similar to karnak even though he was like oh he was pretty funny and and that i guess karnak could be funny who am i to say he can't be funny get over yourself lex um which for me yen was one of my favorite characters of that movie so i think he could do the same thing here i think it would be a, a delight gorgon now this is going to be something he's not an extremely popular actor you guys might not even know who i'm talking about if you don't watch this uh history channel show with Black Bolt's incredible power levels, it's hard to imagine why he would need a bodyguard. Yet he has one. Gorgon is much more than a bodyguard, though. So in, in, in addition to keeping his king safe, Gorgon also serves as a trainer for young Inhumans who have recently gone through the Terran Genesis, which is the process of the you know, being exposed to the Terran Mist, getting your powers. Um, this process has left Gorgon with hooves on his feet that used to... Uh, Hooves where his feet used to be and gave him the ability to create powerful shockwaves when he stomps the ground. That's the power. He's cool. Kinda. Let's talk about Clive Staden. Standen? Standen. He's not a big star, but he's very talented. He has the right build and look for the role of Gorgon. Somebody, he's like intimidating. Uh, Standen played Rolo in, on History Channel's hit show Vikings. His role then is pretty similar to Gorgon and uh, I think as a matter of fact he's the he's kind of like a bodyguard to his brother and the king uh, whatever I don't remember that I barely watched that show but I remember this guy he was really good and I thought about it when I was watching it like man that guy'd be perfect for Gorgon super nerd stuff and that role really showcased his incredible range as an actor and show and showed like how it's like effortless that he can handle those heavy action scenes because there's a lot of those in that movie. That's my pick. Gorgon. Boom. Fancasted. Let's talk about Crystal. Emma Watson. This is going to be maybe a, an off-the-wall pick, but I, you know, she's kind of one of my favorite 
uh, actresses randomly. Uh, Emma Watson is one of the most talented and recognizable actresses. One thing that this movie will need is big name actors and actresses to kind of sell it. I mean, most of them do. You know, you kind of need that star power, like I talked about earlier. Uh, obviously, she played in Harry Potter. She became a star that way. And But she also can act. I mean, she really can. Crystal is Queen Medusa's younger sister. She has the ability con- to control elements such as earth, wind, fire, and air. Which, I guess wind and air would be the same thing. So, uh, sorry. <laughs> She's pretty powerful, though. Emma Watson would be a terrific addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's uh, she's talented and she's gorgeous. You know, uh, what? And I don't know what else you guys need. <laughs> Despite her talent and status as one of the most popular actresses in the world, she's yet to appear in a comic book movie. So why not now? I think she would fit the role of Crystal perfectly. She has range and she's uh, she's already played strong female characters, so that's perfect. Boom, fan casted. Maximus the Mad. Maximus is not only Black Bolt's greatest enemy, but he's also his only brother. He's both an, a genius and a great A psychopath. His powers are psionic in nature, and they give him the ability to impose his will onto others without their consent, and regardless of how much they resist. Pretty creepy. He also possesses the ability to control the minds of others, which makes him a very formidable and dangerous adversary. Um, what's the guy's name? Iwen Rowan. I, I don't. I butchered that. Plays Maximus in the failed TV series, but he was probably my favorite part. He played on Game of Thrones. He was damn. I can't remember his name on Game of Thrones. But he was the best bad guy on on that show, and he he was perfect for the role of Maximus. He's exactly who I would have cast if he had another shot. But I think they need to redo the entire cast. Uh, yeah, I'm, that sucks. The character of Maximus is a delightfully evil role, which I know a lot of those uh, actors that like those roles would love to sink their teeth in. But my pick is going to be Cillian Murphy. He's an actor that could really, really have some fun with that role. And he's obviously no stranger to comic book roles either, as he played Scarecrow in Chris Nolan's Batman Begins. So we'll see. Murphy is an incredibly talented actor with a lot of range. It's uh, it's very easy to see him uh, killing that role. Uh, that's all I'm going to do. Because, I mean, even though most people aren't going to know any of those characters, I could go down the whole royal family. Who am I forgetting? Trident? Uh, Trident's like a, a, a guy he's like a fish man just give it to Doug Jones he played Abe Sapien if I'm not mistaken comment down below let me, down below comment and let me know <laughs> oh man I need to go to sleep comment and let me know if I'm wrong about uh, Doug Jones being the actor but yeah just just plug him in he'll do fine he's already he, I'm sure he doesn't want to get typecasted as the amphibian man but what are you gonna do he's good at it and yeah that's it folks we're wrapping it up we're going into the cool down that, that's really i don't know i really don't have anything much else to talk about if you're still here for some reason i want to say hey thanks for sticking around 
these last two episodes were uh, solo rounds. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Murph back next week. I'm really excited about that. What else do I got? Oh, if you can do this for me, if you're listening right now, go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Once we get 100, we can get a, a 100 subs on there. We can get a custom URL, which will make it easier for people to find us. I got a lot of plans for 2020, a few episodes, a few shows that I want to do weekly on there. And I want people to be able to type in Wednesday poll and our stuff pop up. So that'd be huge. Uh, I'm going to spend the rest of this year testing out some stuff on there. So if you want to hang out, comment, let us know what's going on. Uh, But yeah, 2020 is going to have, it's going to be a lot of content. I got some goals for 2020. I'm sure we'll talk about that around New Year's. But uh, yeah, I want to hit like, it's going to be all around the number 2020. Um, Yeah, we'll talk more about it around New Year's. Uh, again, I appreciate you guys sticking around. I hope I kept this one short. I don't know. And if not, I'll, I'll edit. The, I'm not going to edit it. Never mind. No, we're just going to roll with it just like this. I hope I didn't keep too much of your time. I cannot wait to hear you or to see you guys or you guys hear me and Murph next week for an official We're Back to Business episode. Um, yeah, we're like almost 40 episodes in, which we should have way more. We should be at like 60, but Murph keeps quitting on me. uh yeah that's it we're circling the drain this is this is it thanks guys i will uh see you next week hey guys i wanted to take another quick second and say thank you for stopping by and listening to me and murph's nonsense if you really want to support the podcast take a screenshot of this episode right now and post it on your story Tag us and we'll repost it. See you guys next week.